Tamas, like his namesake, Tama Shanter, was out late one night. It was, though moonless, a fine starlit night. Tamas's road lay close to the seashore, and as he entered a part of the road that was hemmed in on one side by the sea and on the other by a deep freshwater lock, he saw some huge object in front of and moving toward him. What was he to do? He was sure it was no earthly thing that was steadily coming toward him. He could not go to either side, and to turn his back to an evil thing he had heard was the most dangerous position of all. So Tammy said to himself, The Lord be aboot me, and take care of me, as I am oot on no evil intent this night. Tammy was always regarded as rough and foolhardy. Anyway, he determined, as the best of the two evils, to face the foe, and so he walked resolutely, yet slowly, forward. He soon discovered to his horror that the gruesome creature approaching him was no other than the dreaded Nukalavie, the most cruel and malignant of all uncanny beings that trouble mankind. The lower part of this terrible monster, as seen by Tammy, was like a great horse with flappers like fins about his legs, with a mouth as wide as a whale's, from which came breath like steam from a brewing kettle. He had but one eye, and that as red as fire. On him sat, or rather seemed to grow from his back, a huge man with no legs and arms that reached nearly to the ground. His head was as big as a clue of Simmons, and this huge head kept rolling from one shoulder to the other as if it meant to tumble off. But what to Tammy appeared most horrible of all was that the monster was skinless. His utter want of skin adding much to the terrific appearance of the creature's naked body the whole surface of it showing only red, raw flesh in which Tammy saw blood, black as tar, running through yellow veins. And great white sinews, thick as horse tethers, twisting, stretching, and contracting as the monster moved. Tammy went slowly on in mortal terror, his hair on end, a cold sensation like a film of ice between his scalp and his skull and a cold sweat bursting from every pore. But he knew it was useless to flee, and he said if he had to die, he'd rather see who killed him than die with his back to his foe. In all his terror, Tammy remembered that he had heard of the knuckle of his dislike of fresh water, and therefore took that side of the road nearest to the lock. The awful moment came when the lower head of the monster got abreast of Tammy. The mouth of the monster yawned like a bottomless pit. Tammy found its hot breath like fire on his face. The long arms were stretched out to seize the unhappy man. To avoid, if possible, the monster's clutch, Tammy swerved as near as he could to the lock. In doing so, one of his feet went into the lock splashing up some more water on the foreleg of the monster, whereat the horse gave a snort like thunder and shied over to the side of the road. Tammy felt the wind of the knuckle of his clutches as he narrowly escaped the monster's grip. 
Tammy saw this opportunity and ran with all his might. And sore need he had to run, for Knuckle of E had turned and was galloping after him, and bellowing with a sound like the roaring of the sea. In front of Tammy lay a rivulet, through which the surplus water on the lock found its way to the sea, and Tammy knew if he had only crossed the running water he was safe, so he strained every nerve. As he reached near the bank, another clutch was made at him by long arms. Tammy made a desperate spring and reached to the other side, leaving his bonnet in the monster's clutches. Knuckle of e gave a wild, unearthly yell of disappointed rage as Tammy fell senseless on the safe side of the water. Jocelyn and you're listening to Citispell. This week's monstrosity comes to us from the Orkney Islands of Northern Scotland. Come on in and sit a spell. It's story time. The Orkney Islands of Northern Scotland are well known to harbor a slew of supernatural beings, which roam the lands and bodies of water, none of which are so terrifying as the Knuckle of V, Devil of the Sea. A creature of abject terror, a monster without any redeeming qualities, sheer and unadulterated evil incarnate. Islanders believe that his sole purpose in life is to plague the islands with his aggression and bloodlust, a goal that he fastidiously keeps working at. Old Orcadians, another name for Orkney Island inhabitants, live in constant fear and precaution regarding the Knuckle of E and claim that there is only one force that can truly keep the creature in check, at least for half the year. Her name is Mither of the Sea. As you may have gathered from her title, she's the spirit mother and protector of the oceans surrounding the islands. During the spring and summer months, Mither of the Sea keeps all manner of ill-intentioned beasts locked away deep under the water, including the Knuckle of E. When seasons change from the warmer months of the year to autumn and winter, Mither of the Sea must engage in a great battle with another spirit force called Terran, the spirit of winter. Along with the Knuckle of E, Terran is essentially trapped in a watery dungeon for half the year. That is, until Sea Mither grows weaker as her reign goes on. Being that Taryn is doing nothing but regaining strength under her control, he challenges her to a duel and wins each autumn. At this time, the Knuckle of E is freed from his saltwater shackles and can roam the islands once again. The only hitch the Knuckle of E faces during Taryn's reign is, well, all the rain. Fresh water is the second most powerful deterrent to the Knuckle of E's pestilent presence. Surviving accounts describe the Knuckle of E as having no hair or skin, its black blood pumping through thick veins, each sinewy muscle contraction fully visible. 
Its body is a grotesque hybrid of a man and a horse. However, instead of it appearing as a man riding a horse, it's described as the two being fused together at the torso. Its humanoid head is similar to that of a man, only about 10 times larger and complete with freakishly wide swine-like mouth from which a black malodorous steam would escape. His head is described as having a single eye burning red with flames. All of these features are made even more terrifying by the fact that the knuckle of his head was on a constant rolling tilt, kind of like a ball rolling on its shoulders, as if it would roll right off at any moment. This horrific being was historically blamed for numerous disasters, which would afflict the hard-working Orcadians. One quote states, If crops were blighted by sea gust or mildew, if livestock fell over high rocks that skirt the shores, or if an epidemic raged among men or among the lower animals, Nukalavi was the cause of all. His breath was venom, falling like blight on vegetable, and with deadly diseases on animal life. This belief goes to show how intensely the people of Orkney Islands believed in the power of the Nukalavi. Not only was he a demonic monstrosity, but he also had quite a bit of control over whether the people would have successful harvests or not. Much of their lives were on the line and in the putrid hands of the Nukalavi. What's worse is the creature has a wicked temper when provoked. On the island of Stronse, there was an old practice of burning gathered seaweed to create fertilizer. It's said that the smell of the smoke and this act was just terribly offensive to the Nuklavi. In fact, it was so offensive that it would send him into a rage. He would release his wrath on horses, giving them a terminal disease called Mortichine. This plague spread from the island to another island and to the next island, killing hundreds of horses for several years. His retaliation was devastating and unwavering. While sightings are no longer prevalent, the folklore lives on. So much so that if you're ever visiting the Orkney Islands in the autumn or winter, be sure not to speak the Nuklavi's name, unless you follow up with a prayer of protection, of course. You never know what he might do while let loose under Terran's reign. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Citispell. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where I post weekly updates, polls, and other things here and there. I hope this week brings you all you deserve and more. Y'all come back now. <laughs>